0: With a country divided, the republic at risk, and morality being redefined, it's time to gather round the campfire, get back to basics, and spark the revival that this country so desperately needs. This is the American Campfire Revival with Kirk Cameron.
1: We're going to share communion again in just about five ten minutes. So if you have some some grape juice, um some uh, pre-wine juice, or maybe you have wine, or you have bread or crackers. Some of you might have uh, some um, Triscuits and some orange juice, and instead of a campfire, you've got maybe a candle. That would be fine too, what, whatever you've got. We're going to share communion. Well, uh, thank you for praying for my mom. She is on her way back from North Carolina, and thank God. Uh, God heard your prayers, and She's feeling better. When she gets home, we're going to find out exactly what's going on. And uh, I just know, as we've talked, that God is, is is perfectly caring for her, just like he's caring for you and your loved ones, that everything that happens in our everyday lives, even the difficult and challenging and painful things, is a direct result of God's perfect, providential care for you. And he's working all things together for, for good for those who love him. And my mom sure loves him, and, uh, and she believes that as well. What a great way to go through life, knowing that God is your friend, holding your hand as you go through challenging and difficult times. Well, I hope you have uh, your elements of, of communion ready. Uh, I do. We're going to take communion, and communion, for those of you who maybe are not uh, familiar, maybe that's not a tradition that you grew up with. I certainly didn't grow up with it. Uh, I used to be an atheist. I, I think I told some of you I'm a recovering atheist. I now love the Lord. I'm so grateful for what he's done for me and what he's, uh, what he's done for you. And communion is uh, a special tradition in the Christian faith. And it looks back to where uh, Jesus, a Jewish rabbi, was having a special Passover meal with his disciples and, and there was bread and there was wine and these symbolized very important things and he, had, he transformed that simple meal with his friends into something highly significant and he said that that body would ultimately represent his own body being broken for them and the cup of wine would represent his blood that would be spilled and the symbol of the new covenant that there would be a transition from the old covenant to a new and everlasting covenant, a transition from things that were earthly and temporary and physical to things that would be heavenly and eternal and spiritual. And of, uh, of these things, there would never be any end. And that's what we're celebrating tonight is what Jesus did for us through his life and through his body and through his blood. Um, so before we take communion together, I want to share a story with you. And I want you to listen very carefully because it's, it's really important. God says that we should be careful to check our motives when we participate in communion. This is a, a holy thing. This is a, a sacred thing, a powerful thing. You know, some people call communion or the Last Supper uh, an ordinance. Some call it a sacrament. But whatever you call it, there's there's a blessing in it for the family of faith. I believe that, uh, I don't think it's magic wine. I don't think it's magic bread. But if you think about other important things like prayer, when we pray to God, they're not magic words, but there's a blessing in praying to God, knowing that he hears us. And, and there's a blessing in reading God's word. I don't think it's magic paper or magic ink in that book, but when you read the message of the gospel and you hear the words of God with, with ears of faith, ears that can truly hear the voice of the Spirit of God speaking through the words in that book, there's a blessing in it. It's powerful. I don't understand it all, but it's, 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 it's life giving. And there's a void in my life and yours without prayer. There is, there is something missing without reading the Word of God. And I believe that partaking of communion is the source of a great blessing too. And that there's a great void in our spiritual life if we don't partake of this ancient tradition. I think that there's something missing, but God warns us to do it with a heart that is in a right relationship with Him. And that if we don't have a right relationship, we should, we should refrain from taking communion until we do. So here's the story to prepare us. A father and son went on a camping trip. As the son, as the father was setting up the tent, the son said, Hey, dad, there's a river over there. Do you mind if I go fishing? And the son said, sure. Uh, the father said, sure, son, go ahead and go fishing, but make sure you stay on the dock because there's crocodiles inside of that river. It's very dangerous. The son says, sure thing, dad. And he runs out to the dock and he begins to fish. But after a while, he realizes that he's not catching anything. And he thinks to himself that he might have better luck out in the middle of the river. And so he climbs down into a boat and, and says to himself, surely I'll be safe inside the boat. And he rows out to the middle of the river. And he's having a sweet time until... A big crocodile swims up alongside his little boat and with his great tail, he overturns the boat and knocks the kid into the water. The kid screams for help. His father hears his cries and without hesitation, dives into the crocodile infested waters. He rushes out to his son. He grabs him by the shoulders and swims him back to the safety of the shore. The boy's laying there on the ground and he opens up his eyes and he turns back to look at his father and he sees a horrifying sight. His father's legs have been left in bleeding shreds from the jaws of that powerful crocodile. Now what I'm about to tell you is something that you won't believe.
0: Hey guys, it's Kirk here. Did you know that another option to traditional insurance even exists out there? I get that it may come as a surprise since we're so conditioned to think traditional insurance is our only option, but that's simply not true. My family has been using Christian healthcare ministries over the last several years, and I cannot recommend them enough to other like-minded believers looking to do things differently than what we've been told to do chm is the faith-based alternative to insurance and most importantly with chm we know that our money is going to help other fellow christians when they're in need and this is how we like to steward our dollars when it comes to health care are you tired of your health care the same old way and want to do things the better way I highly recommend you start by checking out CHM and see if this is an option that could work for your family's health care. It does for ours. It's not harder, but it's different in the best way. Learn more today by visiting chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron. Again, that's chministries.org forward slash Kirk Cameron.
1: What I'm about to suggest is something that you could not imagine in your wildest dreams could actually occur. But imagine if that boy went to his father lying in bleeding shreds at the edge of the water and said to him, hey dad, I I really appreciate what you did for me out there, but I found it kind of exciting out there in the middle of the... Crocodile infested waters. You wouldn't mind if I just went out there one more time and, and fish a little more, would you? Huh? If that kid could think those thoughts, let alone speak them to his father, the blind fool has not seen the sacrifice that his dad made for him. If he recognized what his father did for him, if he, if he, if he understood the cost, the length, the depth, the expense, the extreme, the sacrifice that his father made for him, he would never think of going back into those waters. In fact, he would, he would despise that river and everything in it, and he would hate even the remaining drops of water that still clung to his skin in light of what his father sacrificed for him to save his life. Here's the point of that story. If you are a genuine member of the family of faith, if you and I have truly been adopted into the family of God, because we've recognized that our sin has separated us from our Father in heaven. And we recognize that the wages of sin is death. And we see that, that God in the person of Jesus Christ dove into the very jaws of hell to rescue you and me from the foolishness and the deadliness of sin. And if we've understood that Jesus sacrificing himself on the cross allowing himself to hang there in bleeding shreds was willing to pay the price the cost to go to the extreme the expense and make the sacrifice for you and me so that we could live then you and I should not even be thinking about, let alone actually diving back into the waters of sin. We should despise sin. We should pour contempt on our pride and our selfishness and hate any sinful desire that still clings to our flesh in light of the sacrifice that God has made for us. God says to check our hearts before we partake of communion. If you know that before tonight, there are secret times when you are playing in the waters of sin, looking for the thrill, the excitement, perhaps the danger, thinking it's kind of exhilarating, then you haven't seen the sacrifice of your father. The cost, the extreme, the price of what it took to save you from death and hell. And so I'd ask you to pause before you take communion. This is between you and the Lord. And please don't let your head hit the pillow tonight without making sure that you are in a right relationship with him.
0: Thank you for listening to the American Campfire Revival podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. If you'd like to learn more and join the movement, visit KirkCameron.com.